Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. About to get into some NFL news of the day. We got the Mike McCarthy pressure coming up at 3.30 as we rock into hour number two of the G-Bag Nation. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo. We got Rigo Mendoza in today for Lucius Alexander. Ryan holding down your video. Gavin Dawson on assignment, hanging out with the Familia until the new year. Gentlemen, did you guys watch any of the Saturday games? Oh, I did. I did. I saw T. Higgins make one of the coolest touchdowns of the entire season. One of the coolest that I can remember in general. And then I watched Sam Laporta go be a super beast at the tight end position for the Lions of Detroit. And boy, did that make Will Chambers unhappy. If you remember, Jared Sandler rallied the troops and vetoed a trade between him and I where he wanted Sam Laporta and he was going to give me Cooper Cup. And at the time, I had Dalton Kincaid also. I was like, okay, I can part with the tight end. He needed one. I'll take Cooper Cup gladly. Uh, and in hindsight, I'm glad that trade got vetoed because Laporta's been a badass. Yeah, you having Laporta's been really, really good for you. I, I think the Cowboys were interested in Laporta, but they were like, they ah, were. we'll take this Mozzie Smith guy. We're going to need him for that Buffalo game in December. <laughs> oh, no. Just going there, aren't you? Yeah, he did. He went a masterpiece there. of dog ass yesterday. It You're sure right, was. Black and Gold B. It sure was a masterpiece of dog ass. Well, we had uh, a couple of good games. You mentioned Bengals Vikings. All right, that was really the, the only good game, but I'll get to the other one in a moment here. 27 24. Bengals rally. They beat the Vikings, and in doing so, you had their quarterback, Mr. Browning, of Washington. And if you didn't know, apparently he was a member of the Minnesota Vikings. So they rally, they get the win, yes, and he ends up getting cut, and there is a video of him along the sideline saying this to the camera. Should have never effing cut me. Letting the Vikings know. So post game, he's fired up. Jake Browning throws for 324 yards, two touchdowns. Did have one interception, but he had a really good game. Uh, overall, a 97 plus passer rating, leading the Bengals to an eight and six record now without Joe Burrow. They've still got playoff hopes alive. Vikings fall to seven and seven. Nick Mullins apparently still going to be their starter for next week, uh, according to Kevin O'Connell. They're not going to be going back to Josh Dobbs. They're not going to give. Jaron Hall on opportunity. They're going to stick with big Nick Mullins here. But afterwards, here was Jake Browning discussing his viral moment now of you shouldn't have effing cut me. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's it's not a good feeling. It's much better than losing. Uh, I think the emotional roller coaster is is part of the game, and part of that is just me staying you know even keel. But uh, there was definitely a little extra part of you know just before the game. Like I remember getting cut there the last time. And just being told, like, hey, you know, we might have a spot for you on practice squad. Like, go to the hotel and wait. And so I sat in the hotel for, like, a couple hours, not wondering, not knowing if I had a job or not. And then just basically got 
a text or a call from my agent that, you know, they didn't even, they didn't tell me. Like, I'd been there for two years, and, you know, I've been cut my fair share of times, and that was probably the <laughs> one. And, uh, and there was a little bit more this week. I know I denied it, and there's some great people over there. It's completely different, <laughs> completely different coaching staff and, and everything, and I want to emphasize, like, there are some incredible people. Over great there, people. That one, that one felt good. I think right after we made the field goal to win the game, I screamed at a camera and said they never should have cut me. Yeah, I mean you can't say that the whole week and then go lose. You just you kind of you just wait until you win and then don't look like an idiot. Love the honesty, Smart man. Smart Love man. the honesty. He's right. You know, you got to. You got to wait till the win, then I can talk my ass. Because previously, they're like, who the hell is this Jake Browning guy? Of course, he wasn't good enough to be on our roster. Now, revenge, and it feels oh so sweet. Yeah, and he couldn't be sure that the Vikings were going to do a high leverage late in the game, <laughs> need one yard tush push with the smallest guy yeah. pushing the tush on their entire roster. Mm. It was like, it was, I don't know, was it Jordan Addison? It was some tiny wide receiver that was I getting behind was. Nick it was, Mullins. It wasn't Addison. It was the other guy. They have a, they have oh, a, Osborne? They have a couple. I don't know if it was. They do have some tiny guys. It was like your typical slot receiver who's like 170 pounds soaking wet. And I guess Kevin O'Connell was like, with the game on the line, that's the Dude. guy I want pushing the tush of my quarterback so that we can ensure ourselves not advancing. Maybe he's putting up heavy weight. You don't know. Uh, I do know now. He's not. Not heavy enough to push Big Nick Mullins. <laughs> no tushing. Over the uh, the first down line. And so Jake Browning couldn't have known that Kevin O'Connell was going to make that stupid decision late no. in the game. There's no way to know. And so until that happened, he was like, I'm going to have to bite my tongue here. But he played with a little hate in his heart. And Jake Browning was, okay, was, was playing Br- himself into Brandon Powell is who it yeah, was. Yeah, see, Brandon Powell. And what's he doing on the field? What, what's yeah. his, what are his dimensions? Brandon Powell. Let me get that for you real quick here. I'm going to guess he's under 175 pounds. Like six foot at least? 5'8", 181. No. Ooh! 181 Close. at 5'8"? Close. Oh, what are we doing here? That's bad. Well, then later on in the night, you mentioned, of course, uh, yes, the Lions just completely obliterated the Broncos. That was a blowout. You had the Sean Payton going viral, just ripping into Russell Wilson. He said, that's none of our damn business, whatever he said to him. But then the Colts beat the Steelers 30-13. to Shout out to uh, Gardner Minshew doing his thing. They're now eight and six. Colts are hanging in there in the playoff race. Didn't you give Shane Steichen head uh, like coach of the year on I your think Twitter he need, account I think over the to be considered. I really do because you're playing with the backup quarterback now and Gardner Minshew, who looked terrible when we saw him a year ago. With him in Philadelphia, now you're kind of dragging along this team. They might make the playoffs. Shane Steichen, who I didn't know if he'd be a good hire or not. He's had this Colts team playing competitive football, man. Okay, so you didn't give him the award over the weekend, no, but you I, said he, he should he be in the conversation. He needs to be under in the conversation, absolutely. We need, we need to be looking at him like we're looking at D'Amico Ryans for the type of job both those guys are doing. I'm going to go comment back on that tweet, and I'm just going to put co-sign okay. with you on that. Thank you. Yeah, he needs to get some love. And, a good and I take. I don't like giving a former Eagle coordinator love like that, but he's, he deserves it right now. What the Colts are doing, well, I think, is pretty impressive. There's no current Eagle coordinators you could give that love to right now. Absolutely not. We'll get to them in just a moment. But from that game, there was a nasty play. Former Cowboy DeMonte Casey ends up obliterating Michael Pittman, the wide receiver, former USC Trojan, Jared Sandler's buddy uh, of the Colts. Now, the NFL has suspended Steelers safety DeMonte Casey without pay for the remainder of the regular season and any potential postseason games for repeated violations of playing rules intended to protect the health and safety of players. Did you see the comment by Tom Brady on this? What did he say? It's, this Tommy's probably living. Is Tommy siding with the receiver or is he siding with the DB? He's just siding uh, against the quarterbacks. You know, because oh, don't put the, he's don't put so the much, receiver in that situation. Yeah, he starts it with nobody likes seeing players get hurt. 
So yeah. he wants everybody to know that on the front end. Uh-huh. But then he goes about four sentences deep on just criticizing the quarterback uh, on being able to read defenses better and not set your wide receivers up for failure. So he's he's blaming the quarterback there. He might not be wrong. You know, he really might not be wrong. But no, that was a vulnerable sp- uh, spot for old for old Michael Pittman. It really was. It did not look good. It was almost as egregious as the J. Ron Curse hit on whatever receiver that was. Yeah, I, w- I mean, Jaron Curse has obviously come out today on social media. He's not happy with it. I mean, if that's a catch, I think it's a clean hit. I don't know. What do you guys think about that call? I kind of felt like that they're really not letting these guys play very much. I, the, the it seemed thing, like a football play to me. It seemed like a, very much a football play to me, and I know that's you know we cover the Dallas Cowboys and watch them quite a bit here, but to me that, that seemed like one of those that you should not have probably called that as a foul. I, I just thought it was a, I thought it was a good, tough play. You know, trying your what, didn't what, hit, what, lean, lean, what are you going to do? I mean, how are you going to defend? How wasn't helping. Yeah, exactly. How do you knock the ball out of these guys' hands? I mean, would you, they want you to just let them like, catch it and then tackle them right there on the spot? No, I mean, you got to play pass defense. And I, and I, to me, I just kind of felt like that. That was that was a that was a blown call right there. The six eight two says, uh, you know, are we just going to brush past Sean Payton lighting into Russ for something that was. You know, not He's my best friend, all. sir, so I'm not going to light into him. Yeah, I, I just knew no one was going to light into him. You know, <laughs> yeah. with, with Brian here, the Sean Payton thing. We yes, we're going to brush. I know my teammates, so yes, we're going to brush by it. It w- it was funny to see him though, just like like Russell Wilson was just eating it right there on the sidelines for everyone to see Sean Payton ripping him for his right guard being a few inches allegedly over the football, drawing an offsides on the goal. Get line. him lined up, Russ. What the hell? The replay showed like it was it was a pretty it was a pretty bad call there. Sean Payton just Sean, needed to blow off some steam. Sean shouldn't have lit into him like that. No, he though. should. My favorite thing yeah. though, once once the the Broncos were down considerably to the Lions, it was just watching Sean Payton, who's against the iPad and the evolution of the sport, going through the. The, the binder of yeah. like uh, still shots yeah. and he's just flipping through like a madman like you're not like I feel like he was just doing it to look like he was doing something Belichick does that too Belichick still does the Polaroids you know? yeah yeah but Sean Payton was doing it and it looked like he was just doing it he was flipping so fast it was like you couldn't be seeing anything yeah. here mm. you're just trying to look like you're doing something as your team's down he's by speed triple reading. digits yeah he's speed reading defenses there's what he was good doing. for him man yeah Maybe you know, call better plays offensively, and you'd have had a chance. It was no, they were they were bad, and it was not a good game. It was not a good game for him. And Detroit's now looking good, and they can run the football on you. And now, what are we going to (laughs) do? Can you stop the Detroit running game? Can you stop Miami's? Those will be talking points the rest of the way for the Cowboys. Cowboys, of course, will be paying attention to the Eagles game tonight. It's Monday Night Football. This one got flexed yesterday. We heard you know Jalen Hurts fighting flu-like symptoms, but it's not the flu. But he's sick, (laughs) and he's traveling separately from the team, so he's questionable tonight. And then you had the big news where Matt Fat Patricia is going to take over the defensive play calling duties for Sean Desai. What'd you call him? Fat Patricia. Oh. Well, you called him Matt Fat. He gave, he him, did, two he gave names. him two first names. Well, his name's Matt Patricia, but we call him Fat Patricia. And usually I would not have said that, but now he's with the Eagles and everything's fair game. Yeah, this is the first time Waltrick's called him Fat Patricia. I usually let you handle the Fat Patricia. Duties. No, you do, and I appreciate that. Um, you know your role. I know mine. Uh, and it looks like uh, Fat Patricia's got a new role, uh, and we'll see. You know, they're hyping it up like dinner you know, the, 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 He's the savior. <laughs> well, he's had that one. He's oh. got a new one now, oh. which is uh, a little bit more responsibility. He's going to be calling the plays. I look forward to seeing his laminated call sheet with the pencil in his ear. Yeah, that is a good look. It's a good look. It is a good look. As a rocket scientist, it's a good look. Uh, but you know, this is less egregious than Bill Belichick allowing him to be his offensive coordinator. Yes, you know, it's actually is, a role that he can do. You know, somewhat qualified for, mm-hmm. uh, but it does feel like the Eagles, and that's that's what makes yesterday that much more disappointing. 
yeah. know, the Cowboys lose. They lose in disgusting fashion. But also, it, fe- it feels like the Eagles are extremely vulnerable. They might be falling apart at the seams. They're doing, they're doing like, middle school fumble drills on how to recover your own fumble. I don't even think it was, like, how to not fumble. It was, like, when you inevitably do fumble, Jalen Hurts this and the rest of this offense, do. this is how you recover it. Like, those were the videos we were seeing. Yeah. And then you have Darius Slay out. Oh. Going into Seattle on Monday night, that's going to be a, a loud And their secondary is already terrible, and he's supposedly going to be back by the end of the regular season, according to Sirianni, at arthroscopic knee surgery. You didn't see Lane Johnson running to the fence and back after he jumped off sides in that practice. <laughs> Go touch a tree yeah, some over there. Yeah, Bring it back. back. Go bark. run a lap. You just keep running until I tell you to stop, okay? <laughs> Johnson. Terrible. Uh, Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell, if you saw that last night in their win over the Jags, really gross-looking knee injury. It was like a hyperextension. But either way, now we got the results of it. He's done for the season. Uh, it looks like he just blew everything out inside that knee, man. Not good. But an ACL tear full ACL tear is what the report is. Hopefully he makes a speedy recovery and is able to come back. And he was having a great rookie year for them and uh, was part of their three-headed monster there at running back. I, I, relatively small sample size for sure, but I think he was like over eight yards per carry. Like he was he was a really nice... Yeah, he was like a anytime really he was in nice, there, he's kind of a big play guy for them. Yeah. Super yeah. fast, a lot of speed. So a very it's a bummer for them because they look like probably the best team in the AFC right now. As maybe we got a big game. Maybe Super Bowl preview coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I was about to say, man, Christmas collision course, Woo! Niners and Ravens. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty fun. So from what are two really good teams to now the Jets being eliminated from the playoffs this year, this is now the thirteenth straight year. Longest in the league. Longest postseason drought among America's four major professional sports leagues. Wow. Not just in the National Football League. Congratulations, New York. Holy cow, man. And uh, <laughs> They earned it, dude. They yeah. earned it. Apparently reports are that Robert Sala has lost the locker room Damn a little right. bit. How about it? Is that a surprise? I well, don't know. Well, when you lose 30 to nothing to a Dolphins team that just lost to the Titans and was extremely banged up, didn't have Tyree Kill, many think is the MVP of the league. You know who is? Tua. Move over Brock Purdy. Tua, Tua had a better moment than Purdy's had all year yesterday. No Tyree Kill for what? Four backup offensive linemen? And you go and light up the Jets like that? To me, that's an impressive win for Tua. If he wouldn't have fumble farted the bed versus the Titans on Monday Night Football, I might be able to rock with you on Are this. we going to rock? Is that on him or is that on McDaniel? Maybe some of the coaching malpractice? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got I to gotta give some love to Tua. I just don't want Purdy getting this damn I thing. I want to see Rodgers play now. I want to see Rodgers play for the Jets. You think they trot him out there after being eliminated? I want to I see. I want to see if he That'd plays. That'd be funny if they did. It would be him I trotting see, himself I out see, there. Like, I want to see if, if in fact, that, that he can be that much of a difference maker to this team. Mm. I believe they. I believe Zach Wilson was pressured on twelve of his sixteen dropbacks before being pulled in that game. Yesterday. He got crushed on the goal line. You see that when he. <laughs> yes, my that was bad. <laughs> Shout out to Baker Mayfield. There he is. A, uh, trainer had a spatula to get him up off the yeah, field. Yeah, you had to it, scrape him up. Flat, he might still have like parts there left. A, yeah, cooking on, on the, the field. flat iron. He, he took uh, Chubb to the face. Yeah, he did, and nobody wants that to happen. Nobody. Yeah. Two quarterbacks have posted a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. Baker Rogers, Mayfield? Rodgers did it against the Raiders in 2019, and Baker Mayfield did it yesterday. How about that? 22 of 28, four touchdowns, perfect passer rating, and a 34 to 20 win, and now they look in the driver's seat to win the NFC South, which would probably be a rematch of the wildcard round. Cowboys going to Tampa Bay, assuming the Cowboys can hold on to that five seed, and maybe Philly does end up losing out. That'd be amazing. We'd love to see it, and the Cowboys can win the NFC East, holding on a little bit of hope, but after yesterday, it's most likely they're going to be the five seed. But shout out to Baker. He deserves a little credit for that. Tampa, Trevor run Lawrence. the ball. Should we start looking at that tape? 
Uh, Rashad White's having a hell of a year, but I still, I mean, that's a bad team. The Cowboys will go and spank them like they did last year. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol, so we'll have to monitor that. And Derrick Henry's undecided on his future with the Titans. And if you saw his stat line yesterday, uh, I think maybe he should be considering his future in the league right now. 16 carries, caught four passes for one yard, and he generated <laughs> nine yards on those 16 carries. Four, four catches for one yard? Yeah, and nine yards on 16 carries. He was playing. It's a game of inches, Wolchuk. He's he got to claw with your fingernails for that inch. He was playing inches at a time yesterday. All right, so there's your NFL news of the day. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's get you some Cowboy observations. What was the play? What was the moment that sticks out to you most from yesterday's debacle? And then we'll hear from Mike McCarthy with his, with his presser coming up here in just a few minutes next right here in the nation. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Five three. The fan. This segment is brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call two one four or eight one seven three 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 thirty three thirty three. I got to be honest with myself. I think it is the Damone Clark play where he gets taken to the woodshed in a way that I'm not used to seeing professional football players get taken. Deion Dawkins just buried him. It was like 20 yards worth of blocking before he just buried him right in front of the goal line. It was it was a tough thing to watch and stomach. Uh, I believe he just got the wind knocked out of him because he was banged up there. But when you get slammed just flat onto your back like that, you can go ahead and lose the ability to receive oxygen for a good 30 seconds. And I know from experience. I had a Denton Geyer offensive lineman one time in high school. I believe he picked me up by the throat with one hand, and then he just slammed me right down on my back. And you start to lose focus, yeah. coherency, and oh, yeah. desire not only to play football, but just really to live for a few seconds. That was essentially my experience uh, going up against Jackson Jeffcoat in seventh grade. Oh, that, see, that's not fair. It was not fair. That is not that fair. That guy was about a foot taller than me. Yes, and he that's still is. He still is, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it makes sense why Damone Clark is going to be a late scratch for tonight's Cowboy Hour. You'll get C.J. Goodwin. Uh, so salute to him. We'll get to Mike McCarthy's presser here in just a few minutes. But what was the game? What was the play? What was the moment that stands out to you the most yesterday? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Can I can I talk about a play last night in the game that I? It makes you feel like that these players sometimes have money on the game. Oh, are you about to? Are you about to you out somebody? Paul Cruz, somebody right now. It's not even Tuesday, but let's get toxic. You see that run that Trevor Lawrence had there. And he just like drops the ball. I think he just lost his mind. There was a couple it, it, brain fart moments from Jackson. He's just he's scrambling and he's like It was a glitch. He's it's yeah. it's between Madden glitch. Is he trying to slide? Is he trying to get out of bounds? It made me think like, damn, does he have money on this game? Yeah. <laughs> the way he just dropped it. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. There, there's some ridiculous plays, but you say uh He short circuited. Lawrence Lawrence short circuited there. I think he got up and was like, What just happened? did I I don't even think he knew what he did. I don't when think he so did. either. Maybe that was the concussion. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that was the play. There were some concussion-like symptoms all over the place. Mm-hmm. Some concussion play going on yesterday. I think the one. I mean, for me. Now, what's the, I got the question few. again? Yeah, I mean, there's there's several. Yes, the play. I mean, there's a lot. The You're, play or the moment that you just can't get out of your mind from yesterday. I think it's Damone Clark for no. me, but you could make the argument for a lot of plays no. and moments. What is it? Go ahead. It's the it's the block punt. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a great one. Like that should have hey, been a block. Inexcusable. I mean, Tim, when you seriously, when you go back and you watch that thing and you slow it down, and I, I'll say this though, it's amazing that the punter, it's it's amazing that that they got the the punter punted around him, basically to. So is this credit to punter or is this? I don't like know. Sam I mean, Williams? he 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 shanked it really kind of bad. But this is this is this is where. This is where I kind of like I lose my s about stuff because they should have blocked the first one, okay? Because uh, Hunter Lipke, Armstrong, and Williams all get penetration right off that off the right off the snap, so they had a chance for the block and they all missed. They just couldn't. They couldn't. You know, they just they scrambled. They got the ball off, but it was to the point where I could see Bones Fossil like, okay, next one I'm going to go for it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get this next one if we can make them punt again. I'm going to, you know, I'll go after it here. But the Bills do something. They try and get uh, Hamlin, their personal protector. DeMar. They try and get him out early. They try and run him out so he can get down the field and cover. And so they take him out of the middle. And all Williams has to do is beat the center, which he did clean. And all he has to do is fall forward. If he falls forward, he blocks the punt. Instead, I don't know why he went up. Why do you go vertical there? Just go low. Take the ball off the guy's foot. You can blow him up. Once you block it, you you can blow him up. You can run into the guy. I mean, he literally could have taken the ball away from the punter. He could have. It was that clean. It was that clean. Like the, the center, the center Ferguson got beat so bad and so quick. I'm thinking, like, when you watch, you're like, there's no way. How did he get that ball out of there? That that was the play to me. I just went, Yep. This is not going to go our way. You're F. No doubt. You're that, F today. The certainly one that had me, oh, no, was the, the Cooks should have been an easy touchdown. Unfortunately, the win behind Dak, and we've heard that that might be a reason, but he overthrows him. Either way, he overthrew him. That was a big what if moment, but the challenge. You feel like if if you complete that, you feel like you could have lost by less than twenty points. I mean, it would have been seven seven game flow. Who knows what happens, right? But the non challenge really killed me. The fact that McCarthy had 
the challenge flag in his hand. He was proud of that. So, I mean, to me, all the crap that we're talking about, oh, they got up to the line quick, oh, we didn't get to see a replay. Your coach knew. the He knew that, oh, maybe I should challenge. Throw the flag or call a timeout. It was a huge play in the game. Huge. You've got all three of your timeouts. There's 5.13 left. You're getting your ass kicked. You need some type of momentum change. I mean, I'm begging Brian. I'm like, God, this would be a great time for a Josh Allen turnover. It ends up being an awesome play. Barkeys Bell punches the ball loose from Diggs. It's a clear recovery from Donovan Wilson. I understand it's on the opposite side of the field. All that be damned. McCarthy knew enough to where he's got the flag in his hand. Throw it. I just don't think Throw they, it. they didn't want to do Trayvon's brother like that. Did you hear Dan Quinn during the week? Like, yeah, we're not going to make Trayvon give us all the secrets. <laughs> it's his brother. It's family. You know, I think they were just trying to help out, you know, one Diggs, of them, you know. Did Diggs tell him, Diggs probably told Dan, you need to watch the running game. Hey, dude, my brother didn't watch, fumble that, they bro. Don't, they don't throw the ball very well. You need to watch the running game. <laughs> it, it really is inexcusable, man. Like, you're, you're. Nah, you're, you're, Stephon didn't fumble. He doesn't fumble, coach. Dude, and and Diggs is clearly trying right. to hurry this oh, yeah. thing and up. And that's what Matt what was amazing, because you just have to, like, just pay attention to what's going on in the field. Because there was a play very similar. Now, it wasn't a fumble, but DJ Moore catches a pass along the sideline yesterday. I talked about this in the postgame. He clearly didn't think he got both feet in. He runs back over. Guys, we got we to gotta snap this ball quick. It's a hurry-up situation. Stefanski doesn't get a, a replay. They never show one. But he just realizes, okay, something's up here. Throw the challenge flag. They review it. It ends up being overturned. It's just a, an, an awareness. And in that, to me, there was no losing in that situation. At least Worst call case a timeout. Scenario, yeah, at least call a timeout. Worst yeah. case scenario, if you don't, you throw the challenge flag and you lose a timeout. It was but worth taking a fr- look. Yeah. In the first half, I'm not really much concerned about losing a timeout. Right. And no. there's five minutes left, a little what? over five minutes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's a huge play that is ultimately going to be inexcusable on your head coach, and it falls on him. And those are the types of things that you don't really have much faith in your coach. You don't have a, a bunch of faith in your coach to do the right thing in a high leverage situation, game management, all that kind of stuff. I, you don't really ultimately trust him. He's got a good record throughout his career of challenging. Like when he challenges, well, he wins often. Hell, we'll never forget 2014. That, that threw was the flag that time. Yeah, he he did. He didn't just only keep it challenge in his hand he won there. all year. That was the only one he won Ugh. all year. And, and and that's what a lot of people are texting in about the thing that sticks out to them the most. Like a, a lot of we're getting the Sam Williams play, uh, but the, the not challenging the fumble there, which is something that you absolutely like. You go into that game needing turnovers you know it they're they're susceptible to it you're great at it and that's that's one like highlight moment from one of your defenders in the game where he he punches the ball it's a beautiful play by bell and and then you're not able to capitalize on it and you know it's a huge huge bummer and yesterday it was it was filled with errors i will say the 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 very next play like they they run to the line and they get the play off and isn't it the isn't it the sack, the Mozzie sack, the very next play? And they blow the whistle? Well, I, the, the thing that They're stood like, oh, out to me there. He stopped. He's in the grass. The whistle was something that, that did stand out. Where it was like, thank this God Josh they blew Allen. the whistle. Yeah. yeah. But if you watch Micah on the play, he what he does to Spencer Brown yeah. is as almost disrespectful as what Deion Dawkins did to Damone Clark. Mm. You watch Micah Parsons on that play, and it's reminiscent of what Micah did to... Oh, McGlinchey uh, uh, in San Francisco yeah. last year, where he just he works the inside and just ragdolls a three hundred pounder yeah. through the air 
And it's it, it was I'm like, oh my gosh. And Josh Allen's running for his life, and there's Mozzie to save the day. But that did stand out to me, Broadus, yeah. the way that Micah Parsons just absolutely launched Spencer Brown on that play. No. The, his rush attempts, he was good yesterday. He just yeah. didn't get a lot of them. <laughs> no, no. no. The, the problem is they threw the ball 15 times, and that was probably 15 more times than they really even needed to. It was it was a, a dominant rushing attack there yesterday. Can I ask you guys and I, I the the DAC interception I was confused. Should have had like what four? Yeah, well, I mean, there I'm were just several the, the, the last the one that was caught. I mean, it, it be honest with you, Dak probably shouldn't been playing that point of the game anyway. You know, but is that a coach punishing his team a little I, bit? I like think, he didn't earn I, the right. Dak, to no, sit. he wanted they he wanted to try and establish some momentum and maybe, get into that rhythm before you know, next yeah, week. Maybe so. Damn right, they're winning next week. But Heck the, yeah. the question, that CD touchdown. The question that I have, the question that I have is, I'm not sure who Dak was throwing the ball to. Because when they when you look at the route, to me it was confusing because it appears that he wants to throw the ball underneath for the first down to Cooks. And Cooks is open. But there's a route behind that. There's a lamb route behind the Cooks route. And the ball was thrown such a such a high trajectory. You know, it was too high for Cooks. Or too, yeah, too, yeah, too high like for he, Cooks. He kind of thought about jumping, but it was he didn't. It was yeah, too high. Too high for Cooks it. and then too short for Lamb. Mm. And I wonder if he got caught in between trying to think. Because I, first off, like I say, Cooks was wide open. That, that's a ball that you, throw, you hand the ball to Dak and say, throw that pass. He's going to complete that pass, how open Cooks. But I was confused by the depth of Lamb behind Cooks in the route. And how the ball just sailed out of Dak's hands. Couldn't figure out who I he was trying to throw I to there. I couldn't figure out if he was trying to throw. Man, it just, it, I didn't know. But the way he was airmailing a couple of those, it, it might have been. I think it, it was to Cooks. It, and he it might have been to Cooks. Put too much on it. Yeah. I, I was confused. I'm like, God, who's he throwing the ball here to? Yeah. You know. All right. Well, we have the Mike McCarthy presser that is getting ready to start at any moment. So let's go ahead and take a break here and then we'll, uh, we'll hop back in with McCarthy as soon as he gets rolling next year in the nation. Time now for the Mike McCarthy Presser, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Here's Coach. Worry more about games where you you know play really well. I think handling success is, is a bigger challenge than getting punched in the mouth and responding. So yeah, we, we definitely went through a normal normal Monday. Todd, uh, Mike Todd Archer. <coughs> when you look back at the run defense, what were the, now that you had the time to look at it, what were the biggest issues you guys had? Oh, uh, the biggest issue was was the tackling. Um, you know, we we lost the tackling battle, and you know, the two glaring, um, you know, statistical, you know, the characteristics of of our uh, production success this year is winning the tackling battle and winning the big play, you know, opportunity battle, and and, uh, and we. You know, we lost those both those battles significantly uh, last night. So I mean, when I you look at the year, you know, we're 11 wins, three losses in both those areas: the tackling and the big play. Um, so, no, that's not our, you know, that's that's not the norm. You know, the norm for us is is the windows. But we, we you know, we lost both those battles significantly last night. So um, they, they they broke twice as many tackles. I think it was um, I think they had 12 broken tackles. We had we had only six. So. We were minus six there, and then we were minus thirteen in a big play, which is which is a huge, huge 
statistical, um, you know, area of production to overcome. But, but when you look at those things, you know, we're plus, I want to say plus 87 for the year in big plays and plus 90 in tackling. So um, that's definitely not to our standard. Um, and those were the two biggest areas I felt that impacted the game. Was this the first team that kind of took advantage of your, your size at, at linebacker or used their, uh, their strength over your speed? Um, I, I think you know. More, you know, once again, I think the more the, the opportunities, um, and I, I think you know, looking at you know some of the play time distribution. These are some of the things we talked about. You know, how can we help in that area? But yeah, I mean, it's when you look at our defense, the last three years, you know, the, the, the run defense is going to be attacked because of the way you know way our strengths line up. Um, you know, because the amount of pass rush that we have. So, and um, they attacked it. And then really the, the biggest for me, thing for me from a team perspective, I, I thought we played poorly above the 2.3. They were clearly better than we were at the end of the, end, end of the play, you know, over the course of the game and all three areas. So th those are the things that we identify with. John. Uh, John Michaud with The Athletic. Uh, Mike, why do you think that you guys have had so much success passing the ball the last couple of months and it just it didn't work in this game? Is it just everyone has an off day? Well, well, I mean, it, it's a vision defense. Um, you know, felt that going in similar game plan to you know Arizona uh, played us you know out there early in the year, um, so you got to be cleaner. You know we weren't we weren't as clean as we, as we like to be. You know, but if you look at the down and distances, you know we, we were you know our, our third down down and distances were, were were favorable. You know for the most part, and we all know how well we've been on third down for the year too. So um, yeah, it, it was you know we wanted to play in the rhythm. Um, I think the ability to sustain drives was. Was really the mindset going in. I, you know, I was I went into the game expecting to, to go the long way. You know, the shot play that we had on the second play of the game was was something that we had on them, and it was there. And you know, we didn't convert it, uh, but we knew we weren't going to get too many opportunities to go over the top just with the depth of their safeties and the way that they play. So, um, so we we needed to be extremely detailed and efficient, and um, you know, that the, the play in that, in that type of game, and then you know. I thought the weather was great. We got a huge break in the weather the, the first half, uh, but it did. You know, it got a little wet there in the second half too. So I mean, so we we just weren't where we needed to be. When, when the weather was pretty good when the game started mm -hmm. and you guys won the toss, did you ever think about taking the ball just because? Um, I did talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's you know the wind. You know, and I, I just you know it's part of playing in that part of the country. I, I mean, the wind at uh, you know whatever time I got there, 11 a.m. was I was taking the ball. You know, then by the time we got out there for pregame, and just the way that the wind shifted and everything, um, you know, put me in more of a deferred mindset. And like I said, I I, it, I think I think it clearly was the right thing to do because you know, especially the way the game went, having the potential extra series in the second half would would have benefited us. So, um, but yeah, I didn't. You know, like I said, I think we got to based on the weather forecast, and I, I know we were all watching it. I mean, the weather in the first half was was tremendous. I thought we got a break there. Sajis at the athletic, Mike. Uh, what do you feel like your team is kind of more built to play from ahead? And I, I know you just talked about the coin toss, but like even aside from that, it, do you need to really get ahead in order to be at your best uh, at the start of the game? No, I, I don't think so. I think we're way past that. Above coach younger teams, of coach teams where you know you, you felt that way, you know, because of you know some other characteristics of your team. But you know, I mean, I, I think our productivity. Over the course of the year, you know, speaks to a team that can that can win anywhere, any way. 
uh, from you know from ahead from behind. Uh, so I don't think I, th I think the way that they play, um, you know, in, particularly in, in the ability to play in a winter climate, you know, with them getting ahead definitely benefits them you know, more. But you know, th this thing started with running the football. You know, we knew both teams were going to have to run the football and, and go the long way. You know, ten plus play series and so forth, and and they did it at a very high level, and, and we did not. Billy, Billy Scruggs, NBC Five. Um, Mike, 102 penalties for you guys this year. Um, I'm sorry. Was you, it? Had 100, you had 102 penalties okay. this year. Yesterday, five of them, three of them really killers there. At this point in the year, how come that's still an issue for you guys? Well, the number of penalties I would live with. I think if you look at the numbers, you know, if you're five or less, I mean, you're, you're obviously in the top, you know, two or three in the league at, at that per game. But yeah, the, the, the timing, the, the penalties were, you know, and just like anything, we've had time to go look at them. You know, whether whether you agree with them or don't agree with them is irrelevant. But the timing of it was was, was clearly clearly tough because they they extended you know extended drives uh, that eventually resulted in points. So uh, we definitely got to be a bit more disciplined there. At this point in the year, is that more on the players? Is that the coaches? How, how does that? Well, it's, it, I think it's it's not on it. It's on all of us. I mean, we got to be we got to be better in those spots. Um, but you know, it's the same thing. It's it's the play style and the discipline. You know, that's the thing you're always trying to you're trying to balance. You know, you want to be aggressive. Um, so, um, I mean, you know, they called five personal fouls in the first half. So I, I think that shows you what kind of game it was, you know, down there on the field. Uh, but for for the most part, you know, I, I don't know how many I, I don't know how many they had. I know we had six called, five we had five uh, that they that they used. So, but three three more critical, no doubt, no doubt. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. Uh, how's Zach feeling uh, today? Well, the report is, um, you know, he'll definitely have a chance to, to play this week. So that, that's the outlook. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's in there getting getting rehab today. Talk about, I think last time you said you got to figure out why we're not playing the way we need to on the road. What, what have you figured out so far? Did I say figure out? <laughs> no, I just figured out. I think he said we're trying to find Oh, out. I mean, I, I think it's obvious. I mean, I, I've. I think there's definitely, um, you know, a gap between the way we're performing on the on the road compared to the to the at home without it without a question. So I, I think you got to look at those things, and you know, um, you know, there's some there's some other things I'll look into, you know. But we we got to play better on the road. I mean, you can't you can't get to where you want to go being a you know a 500 team on the road. I mean, it's just and you're not going to be playing playoff games at home with that record either. So it's definitely a focus for us. Joe Trahan, WFA TV. Mike, this question is about mentality because there were a few of the guys we talked about not playing with the right mentality in the locker room afterwards. As a coach of professionals, is that something that you have to handle a certain way to try and get the most out of them? Do you have to say anything? Absolutely. No, I think the emotional and mental realm is where the gold is. You know, there's nothing that we can't do physically. Uh, we've shown that. I mean, our that's why when people refer to our football team as, as, as talented, I take it as an insult. Uh, we, we clearly understand the physical capabilities of our football team. Um, it's documented. So, But the emotional and mental growth is, is where the, the really good teams turn into a great team. So, I mean, you're always, you're always working to develop that. Was that a case of uh, your team not being – I don't want to say mentally tough, but not being emotionally mature to try and handle the success that they had leading up to that week. 
Um, you know, I, I, I get the narratives, um, and, and, and I respect, you know, everybody's approach and digging into it. Uh, we, you know, we, we didn't play well at the end of plays. I mean, there's, there's, there's things that you emphasize each week, and, you know, when you, when you play uh, 11 out of 14 games at a very high level in two, two critical areas of, of production that you need to win, and then you don't play well, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, and that's why I think we talked about effort last night. I mean, I, I, it wasn't an effort issue; it was a finish issue. You know, we weren't. That's what when I, we break these plays down in the pre-snap, the two point three, and above the two point three. It gives us a really good definition of you know things we want to work on, the specifics, you know, the techniques within those those realms, and the detail of how it's teach and how our guys look at it. So we did not perform. To our standard above the 2.3, so there, so with within that, uh, there's a lot of production that came out of that, that, that came out of that. Whether it's them pushing for a first down, we call it bend backs. You know, they won they won the bend back battle. We did not. That's part of the 2.3. You know, those are variations of um, things that we look at. So and uh, you know we'll clearly emphasize it like we do every week. And we need to be better because you know we got a big challenge in front of us. Was that the thought process? Of, you know, we talked extra about the size of your linebacker. The thought process of using in a game like that, using Mike at linebacker. Uh, you know, he's done that before. Yeah, definitely, uh, but it's it's you know personnel groups, tendencies, all you know, all those things play into it. But you know, that, that's a very fair question. Yeah, absolutely. Are teams taking advantage of your nickel defense? You you got the speed on the field with their size and running the ball against your nickel. Well, I I, I would say it's uh, it was clear clearly their approach, but you know, I, I mean, you have to give. You know, you got to give them some credit. You know, I, I thought the, you know, the runner was on fire last night. We had we had a hard time tackling. Michael Gelfin, Dallas Morning News. You mentioned all the things that the Bills have done or did well last night in terms of playing with two point three, bend back, mm-hmm. you know, and so forth. Does it kind of reinforce some of your guys' messaging as a coaching staff and as a team? Because a lot of what they did right are the things that you guys each and every week. Try to do right, and that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like to get the other end of it. That's why it's so important to do it yourselves. Well, yeah, but it, but also, you know, I don't want to take away credit from them. I mean, if you just, you know, I, I understand what the record are, but I know the video I watched the last four or five weeks in particular. They, you know, we felt they were playing at a very high level, and you know, and they've lost some players too. So, as as we know, when you when you lose a Trayvon Diggs, you you, you lose Layton. Sometimes it takes you a week or two to to, to get things. Get things going. I think that's kind of what they've gone through. Some, you know, I, I think they're playing at a high level. So, and I felt we were playing at a high level too, coming off of Philadelphia, and uh, you know, we didn't play to our standard. And is there a is there a time as a, as a coach when you get the red flag and you don't have the benefit of a review upstairs? Or I'm going to blindly throw it because they're hurting up to the line, and it would be a big call if it was to go in our direction. Absolutely, we call it a blind challenge. You know, I mean, there's definitely a time for it, um, but I, I think it's like anything. It, just being in that position now for as long as I've been in it, you you need information. You know, there's different levels of information that you're looking for, whether it's to call the timeout or take the blind ch- challenge, and and frankly, just based off the information that I had in that moment, it didn't um, validate a timeout or a challenge. You know, so, um, but that's that's our process and. I mean, so, you know, clearly the benefit of it for them, you know, the, his back was turned to our sideline, on their sideline, the reaction of players around, all, you know, all those things. That, that's, that, that's all part of information gathering. Uh, 
you know, information from the box, so the information from our sideline. So um, at that time, I, I didn't feel like I had enough information to, to call a timeout or, or to challenge. But we call it a blind challenge. Just for clarity's sake, your people up in the booth, they only had the feed for TV, right, Mike? They didn't have any other. Yes, actually, they, our, our group did not have a did not have a replay. Yes. Todd. Uh, Mike, you said earlier that when people call you guys a talented team, you think that's an insult. Why, why is that an insult? Because that's, that's not what it's about. Everybody's talented in this league. I mean, and let's be honest with you, you know, you're talking about 68 players in a building. You know, how many blue, red, green, orange, yellows, it's irrelevant, you know, at the end of it. I, to me, there's, you know, there's a time to collect talent and, and, and keep, you know, you're always trying to upgrade and, you know, with players, and I think we do a phenomenal job in that realm. Um, but it's it's the connection and it's the emotional and mental mental development that, you know, this gives you a chance to grow. I look at the way we played in week one or two compared to the way we played the last month. It's it's night and day, and that's that's a reflection of that, of the team growing emotionally and mentally. So, I mean, there's fine motor skill, gross motor skill development in the physical realm. So you're all we're always working on that. Uh, I think we do a really good job there, particularly with our young players. But the hardest part of this business is the emotional and the mental challenge. On the the road stuff again. You're big on schedules. Is it is a schedule that you look at? And you what you do? Get it early, get in later, get to the, do something different at the team hotel. Those do you kind of look at everything? Yeah, I really have. I think we've you know we spent a lot of time on it. Um, you know, I think it's clearly we've changed. You know, over the last couple of years. You know, I think it, I think it has helped us. Um, uh, I think we're in a good routine. I mean, you know, we travel east. It's different than traveling west. And you know, that was an east game and. Going east is a little more difficult than west, but yeah, I, you know we, yeah, I, I, th I think we're fine there. I mean, we, we we need to we need to play better on the road. It's east or west. All right, there's the Mike McCarthy press conference here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. We continue with the G-Bag Nation. We'll talk more about the Cowboys, react to what McCarthy had to say, takeaways from that Bills game, and how about a Cowboys stock report? That's next year in the nation. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.